Welcome to A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant, where we discover our personal definition of wealth through conversations with talented and successful women who are living their version of a wealthy and meaningful life. Teresa Leftenant is owner of Reinventing Her Money, a boutique financial planning and wealth management company located on Seattle's east side. Teresa is a licensed financial advisor and certified financial planner professional. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA, SIPC. CFP and Certified Financial Planner, the Certified Financial Board of Standards Incorporated, owns these certification marks in the U.S., which it awards to individuals who successfully complete CFP Board's initial and ongoing certification requirements. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for an individual. We suggest that you discuss your specific situation with a qualified professional. Our guests are not affiliated with or endorsed by LPL Financial, Teresa Leftenant, or Reinventing Her Money. Hi there, welcome to episode 32 of A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant, where we support women to create a meaningful and abundant life on her terms. As a certified financial planner, wealth advisor, author, and speaker with over 30 years experience, professional women and their partners hire me to gain the right knowledge and confidence to overcome any financial challenge that they might face as they pursue a wealthy life. And what is my definition of a wealthy life? Well, true wealth is found when we are pursuing our passions, exploring who we are, expressing our inner talents and living our personal dreams, and supported by the financial resources we need to make the best choices along the way. Now, my guests and I explore seven elements of living a wealthy life, which include our finances, our physical health and wellness, our professional and career, mental and emotional wellness, recreation and fun, relationships, and contribution and legacy. And I share my philosophy on the inner power qualities that women can develop to expand their lives, as well as improve their long-term financial fitness. So this episode is part of our financial series. The title of and topic of our talk today is Keeping Up with the Cost of Healthcare in Retirement. And I'm going to introduce our guest in just a moment. But in the last three podcasts and shows that we've put together, I've been introducing a new series, The Seven Steps to Accelerate Your Pursuit to a Million Dollar Financial Goal. It's been really fun for me to share the details of these seven steps. And so today I just want to briefly go through steps one through six really quick and then finally share step seven. Now you can subscribe to my podcast and listen to all the details around this series um, in episode 29, 30, 31, and 32. So here we go. Step one, create that million dollar life vision. And remember to think bigger than you've ever thought before. Step two is to develop an action plan. Now you want to organize your action plan in 90 day increments and set five major leaps forward to focus your action steps. Step three is to set up a tracking system because when you track your money in real dollars and ask yourself hard questions about your progress, then you can revise your plan for the next 90 days. Step four is to develop a daily routine and put five actions on your calendar every day so you can gain momentum and really move forward. 
Now, step six is to make sure that your environment supports your future vision because you want your workspace to support taking action every day and you want your home space to support rest and relaxation. Step six is to overcome fear and believe that you can. And I describe how to overcome fear one step at a time so you can turn I can't into I can. Okay, so now for the final step. Step seven is don't do it alone. Ask for assistance. Now many people are uncomfortable asking for what they want. Another fear that sometimes can stop us as we're pursuing our goals is the fear of rejection. Oh, and there's also the fear of looking foolish or admitting that we don't know something. So how do we get over that fear of rejection? Well, I tell people, realize that rejection is just kind of how we perceive when somebody is telling us no. And it's necessary to learn how to deal with your reaction to being told no. So you can just process those feelings or that reaction and then move on. And rejection or being told no is really rarely about you anyway. To reach a million dollar goal, you're gonna to need to ask for assistance, ask for guidance. One of my mentors told me that if we already knew what we needed to know to experience our goal, we'd already be living it. Learning and growing as we take action steps toward our goal is part of the fun and it's how we get there. Now you know you're going to need new technology, new procedures, new skills and resources, and there are many someones out there who you can ask to help you get what you want. Learning all that you need to know by yourself will just take up too much time. So look for the who that can help you reach your five major leaps forward faster. Those who've gone before you have already arrived at their wealthy life goal and who have followed proven success strategies, they are often very willing to share their knowledge and advice with you. So once you have a 90-day action plan, these next four steps are vital. Number one, figure out what you want or need to pursue that major leap forward. Because when we break down our projects into smaller pieces, it makes it so much easier to recognize when we're actually making progress and making progress is what is fun. Number two, what is the ob obvious next step to engage in to get you what you want or need? Number three is who can you ask for help? And number four is what will you ask for? So here's an example. One of my MLFs this quarter is to add listeners to my podcast. Now my obvious next step is to learn how other podcasters have grown their exposure. So who can I ask for help? Well, I set up a call with an expert who teaches entrepreneurs like me how to craft the right growth strategy for their unique business. And what do I ask for? I'm asking that person to teach me the best action steps to include in my next 90-day plan. See how it works? Now, if fear of being told no is stopping you from asking for assistance for what you really want, then get to the bottom of why that might be by asking yourself these questions. Number one, how do I stop myself from asking? Maybe you tell yourself that 
that person will just be too busy or that your question is just too basic. Number two, what is it costing me not to ask? Well, the bottom line is when you don't ask, it might be costing you getting to the goal. And number three is what benefits would I get if I did ask? Well, I would say that making progress faster is one of the biggest benefits of asking for assistance because you can gain confidence as you move forward. And having confidence helps us take more risks so we can make even more progress. And here's some other tips for getting what you want from the people you ask. Number one, ask as if you expect to get it. Be calm and confident in your ask. And then ask the right question or the right person, someone who can actually give you what you want. Maybe the first question is, are you the person who can teach me this? Number three, be really clear and specific about what you want. Take some time to really think about what you want to ask. Ask for what you do not want, not what you don't want. And finally, ask repeatedly, because sometimes a no can turn into a yes. Maybe somebody doesn't have time today, but they might have time next month. So ask again. And remember, keep a positive mind and imagine that the best is yet to come. Motivational speaker Les Brown says this, quote, when you're not pursuing your goal, you are literally committing spiritual suicide and my seven step series is my way of encouraging you to get serious about pursuing a million dollar financial goal because the journey to that million dollar goal has the potential to grow you into such an amazing person who is really experiencing a wonderful, meaningful, wealthy life. All right, now let's introduce our guest. So our guest today, Amy Johnson, has many credentials after her name, including Chartered Retirement Planning Counselor, Chartered Life Underwriter, and Chartered Financial Consultant. And she's currently Vice President of Advanced Markets and Solutions for Allianz Life Insurance Company of North America. And Allianz Life is a leading provider of annuities and life insurance. And they have the experience to help women prepare for retirement and life's uncertainties. They're known for innovative financial products that address these uncertainties, such as longevity and inflation. And today, we're going to talk about how the cost of health care could impact you during retirement. Our goal is that after this conversation, you'll have a better understanding of the impact of those costs and how you can manage them as you're planning for retirement. Now, Amy and I are licensed professionals, so our presentation today requires that I provide you an important disclaimer. So this content is for general information purposes only, and it is not intended to provide fiduciary tax or legal advice and cannot be used to avoid tax penalties, nor is it intended to market, promote, or recommend any tax plan or arrangement. Allianz Life Insurance Company of North America, its affiliates and their employees and representatives do not give legal or tax advice or advice related to Medicare or Social Security benefits. You are encouraged to consult with your own legal tax and financial professionals for specific advice or product recommendations or to go to your local Social Security Administration office regarding your particular situation. 
Also, LPL Financial and Reinventing Her Money do not provide tax or legal advice and are separate entities from Allianz. And Amy Johnson from Allianz is not affiliated with LPL Financial or Reinventing Her Money. Okay, big breath. Now that we have that out of the way, welcome to the show, Amy. Thanks, Teresa. Now, Amy is in the middle of the country and it's snowing there today. So we're going to hope that our connection stays really strong because what we have to bring you today, ladies, is such powerful information. And, you know, sometimes planning for our future, it takes, uh, you know, a little uh, a bit of a strong intention. But hang in there with us because you're going to learn a lot today about healthcare. So before we get started talking about our topic, healthcare and retirement, would you mind sharing just a little bit about your career, Amy? How did you find yourself working for Allianz and describe what you do? Well, I've been working in financial services now for more than 20 years, and I believe that financial education is so important and that many of us could do so much better with our money management and saving if we just had more information so I, I just have a lot of passion for education, and that's why I, I do what I do. I started as the women's program manager at Allianz nearly 12 years ago, and since then, I was promoted into an advanced markets role, which means I just get to talk about more stuff like taxes. <laughs> <laughs> In both roles, I've professionals and their clients to offer education about various financial topics. And I really just enjoy helping people. And my job really gives me the opportunity to do that. Well, I was just going to say that this is the reason I wanted to have you on because you and I have this shared passion for educating women because we both know that women really do need more information and they need help interpreting this sometimes complex world of financial planning. So before we go to a break, I want to just start with why we should be concerned about the rising health care costs in retirement. Well, health care costs make up 13% of a retiree's expenses. This is the second largest expense after housing. The biggest issue with health care costs is that in many cases, they grow faster than our incomes. Therefore, rising healthcare costs can erode away at a retiree's fixed income over time, leaving less money for other expenses and things that are really meaningful to us, like entertainment or buying gifts for loved ones. Right. And living the life that we really dream of, um, you know, after we uh, slow down or stop working. And that's why, you know, understanding healthcare as being the second uh, biggest expense to housing is really important for women as they project how much they're going to need to put away and save and grow for when they decide to retire. So we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, Amy and I are going to talk a lot more about this, but specifically, we're going to give you some real uh, information about how to address the cost of health care. So come back to A Wealthy Life for Her. Worried how the economy will affect your retirement? Want to worry less? With Allianz, you can have lifetime income that's guaranteed in any market. Long live retirement. Visit Allianz at longliveretirement.com. Annuities are issued and guaranteed by Allianz Life Insurance Company of North America. 
Teresa Lieutenant believes that women deserve to reinvent their financial lives from avoidance and confusion to clarity and commitment by creating a wealthy money mindset and informed financial planning skill set. Without an understanding of their early money programming, women will continue to create the same unwanted financial circumstances. If you truly want to change your relationship and results with money, you must face what you really think and feel about money and transform it. Ready to change your mind about money? Visit ReinventingHerMoney.com to schedule a chat with Teresa. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC. Talk radio that will get you thinking. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant and my guest, who I'm so thrilled to have with me today, Amy Johnson. She's Vice President of Advanced Markets and Solutions for Alliance Life Insurance. And we're just bringing, starting the topic to talk about health care costs in retirement. So, Amy, you know, people used to worry about dying too soon, but now they worry about living too long and being able to pay for everything and especially increasing healthcare costs. So help us understand how much healthcare costs are actually rising. So over the past 30 years, social security cost of living adjustments in one social security check have been about two and a half or 2.4% over the past 30 year period. During that same period, the Part B premiums that we're paying for Medicare out of our Social Securities checks most of the time have gone up by 4.5%. So cost of living adjustments, 2.4%. Medicare Part B premiums, 4.5%. So you can see the difference there. Mm-hmm. And another example of those that for those that are actually still working is over the past 10 years, inflation has grown by about 10%. Our wages, 26%. Healthcare premiums for family coverage, 54%. Mm. The most dramatic aspect of this, though, is that our deductibles have just exploded. With so many high deductible health plans, we're seeing that deductibles during that same period have grown by 162%. So these are both examples of how healthcare costs are increasing at a much more rapid rate than our incomes. Well, you know, these statistics are kind of um, staggering, actually, when you think about that inflation is really quite low. And our, even though our incomes are increasing, it, it appears that it, they're really not keeping up with the cost of healthcare. And so let's take a deeper dive and discuss three ways that that our listeners can learn how to address these rising costs. So what are the three ways? Um, really just understanding how healthcare and retirement works. The first thing that you want to do is really have that knowledge because knowledge is power. And then really understand the potential costs of healthcare what what healthcare is going to cost and then lastly of course develop a strategy to help cover those potential out of pocket costs 
which is what you were saying is those deductibles, those out-of-pocket expenses are the things that, you know, even if you have um, coverage at work, you still have to pay so much out of pocket. So we need to understand how that works in retirement. Okay, so let's take a look at each of these three steps in detail. Okay, so the first thing that is important to understand when it comes to retirement is just Medicare and the different parts of Medicare. So there's parts A, B, C, and D. <laughs> so let's cover each of these. Part A is a premium-free benefit that for most, and it covers inpatient health care. So that means hospital stays for the most part. Mm -hmm. And then part B this year is about $145 a month and covers outpatient services or doctor's visits. And I'll talk about part C in just a minute. Part D is prescription drug coverage. And the average cost of part D is $42. And on top of that, a Medigap policy can be purchased to help cover out-of-pocket costs associated with Medicare. Now, let's circle back and talk about Part C. Part C is a Medicare Advantage plan that can be selected rather than original Medicare. So that would be Parts A, B, and D. So Part C covers inpatient, outpatient coverage, as well as in most cases, drugs. And if they don't cover drugs, then you still get Part D. And Medicare Advantage plans are network-based plans. They're available and priced based on your location. The most important thing to note about this is, is they're all different because they're all um, offered through private health insurance companies and the costs associated with those plans can vary then accordingly. I see. So what, what, just to recap, so I understand. So we've got when you sign up for Medicare, then you get part A, B, and D. A and A is the inpatient care, uh, B is outpatient services like doctors, and D is, is your drug benefit. But then there's a C that is kind of like up, out, and separate from those, and that is a Medicare Advantage plan, which is in like a network-based plan, and um, you, you could get pretty much everything in that C plan. So you have to kind of price everything, don't you? And we're gonna give a price example in just a minute. Uh, but you know, I just realized many of my clients, they, they kind of complain that when it comes to Medicare, it, it's difficult to understand because you've got these three, these four letters, and actually there's a fifth letter, isn't there, that we're gonna talk about. But you got all these letters and you're, you need to sort of read and understand and discuss and even get advice about your particular situation in order to figure out what is right for you. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. There's a, definitely a critical decision that needs to be made here. And it's important to reach out to professionals to help them guide you through it because it is complicated and something that would just be really difficult to unwind uh, in this particular conversation. Yeah, exactly. And our point today is just to have to kind of lay down a resource uh, in, 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 a, in a show, an audible show, so that we can use it to help people understand the basics of all of this. 
And of course, we all know that we are eligible for Medicare at age 65. Now that doesn't really relate so much to when we might decide to retire because we might decide to retire in our late 50s, our early 60s, or more and more people are deciding not to retire until they're in their 70s. But you still can be eligible to change to from your current health care plan, if you have one, to Medicare at age 65. And again, you know, uh, Amy, this is something that we have to talk about in our financial planning meetings is what is right for you, what's the most affordable for you, and what makes the, the most sense. So we also need a supplemental policy, right? Because Medicare doesn't cover everything. Yes. So for those who actually choose original Medicare, so that's parts A, B, and D, one can select a Medigap policy. Um, You may also hear that referred to as a Medicare supplement insurance. Mm -hmm. So this is healthcare that's offered in price by zip code. So costs can vary uh, for one's policy based on the type of policy that you choose or the amount of coverage as well as your location. And mm-hmm. the average cost for a Plan F Medigap policy in 2018 were about $126. So that's the most popular plan at that point and the average cost $126. And so again, this is more like a standard insurance because you would you would recognize the insurance companies like Blue Cross and and Prudential and things like that. So, but it is really there to pick up the uh, coverages that Medicare doesn't cover. And, you know, I know um, many of my clients are learning a lot about the value of different plans. And by the way, I just want to say that every year when we have our end of the year time when we can sign up for uh, new policies, that's called open enrollment. We can change our plan, can't we? We can change our uh, supplement insurance plan, I think. Not your supplement plan necessarily. Um, mm-hmm. That's not subject to open enrollment. What is, is a mm-hmm. Medicare Advantage plan. Oh, I so see. Okay. From Medicare Advantage plan to Medicare Advantage plan. That's one of the biggest benefits to Medicare Advantage is, is you can kind of shop a plan that meets your current needs. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, you can also switch from original Medicare to Medicare Advantage and from Medicare Advantage back to original Medicare. But that's a little more complicated, again, and something that should be discussed with a professional or Medicare directly to help guide you through that transition. The most difficult part of the transition from Medicare Advantage to um, back into original Medicare is the fact that you may then need that Medicare supplement policy. If someone needs that Medicare supplement policy, then at that point, and they're outside of their original open enrollment, Mm -hmm. which is three months before you turn age 65, the month in which you turn age 65 and three months later. So if you're outside of that open enrollment window, then it makes it a little complicated to move from Medicare Advantage to original Medicare, because if you want a Medicare supplement plan then to cover those additional out-of-pocket expenses, you have to prove evidence of insurability. Uh For some, that's not a problem. And for others, of course, that absolutely could be. So again, that's why that decision at age 65 is so imperative and why it's so important to um, work with professionals and to have really good dialogue with Medicare um, specifically and understand that. So as you transition and move through retirement, you have the healthcare that meets your needs and your 
um, finances. Well, exactly, because you just, unfortunately, we don't have a crystal ball and we don't know how our health is going to go, um, you know, in retirement. So, okay, that was a really great explanation. Thank you. But now that we've covered this kind of at a high level, can you give us an example of what a monthly cost would be for all the different, you know, uh, sections of Medicare? I'd love to. So let's talk about traditional Medicare and what that would cost. So Medicare Part A, again, as I mentioned before, is premium free for most. Part B is about $144, specifically $144.60. Um, Medicare Part D is $42.05 on average. Yeah. Uh, average Medigap plan in 2018 for all plans is about $125.93. So let's sum this up. So that totals $312.58 per person per month. Oh, that Medicare just doesn't cover everything. So this doesn't include your dental, your vision, your hearing, your deductibles, or your copayments. So there's other additional out-of-pocket expenses that are associated with Medicare. And I think we all know of seniors who have had crazy costs when it comes to things like maybe needing a hearing aid or needing some dental work done and the out-of-pocket costs associated with that. So it's not something to be taken lightly. So planning, even though these are like dollars and cents and they can change because, you know, things go up, you still need to be very careful about planning for what you think your situation might be. And uh, towards the end, I'm going to talk a little bit about our process and, and the way we help uh, women do that. So give us a hypothetical example uh, about what projected healthcare premiums for a retiree in 2020 might look like. So it's projected that the annual healthcare cost for a healthy 65-year-old couple retiring in 2019 was about $12,286. You apply inflation to that and project what those costs would be then 20 years down the road. Um, at age 85, about $34,268. So let's just package that up. So anticipating that a man will live to age 87, a woman will live, live to age 89, their projected lifetime retirement healthcare premium costs, if they're healthy at age 65, is about $387,644 over one's lifetime. Okay, so let's pick that apart a little bit. So what you're saying here is that because there's inflation, then projected annual costs for in 20 years, it doesn't it, it almost triples it, doesn't it, in 20 years. And then also you're talking about the premiums that a 65-year-old would have to pay over the rest of their life, assuming that life expectancy of males live to be age 87 and females live to age 89. So that means you're telling us that um, when you start Medicare at 65, if you live to be 87 or 89, your premiums would be $387,000. Is that what you're telling us? Yes, for a healthy couple retiring this year. Okay, so that's for two people. So that's for a couple, okay, all right. And again, this is uh, this 
you know, amount is kind of like, whoa, that's a lot of money. And it's not meant to scare people. What we want to do today is to help people really look at the facts so that they can ask themselves a question. Okay, how am I going to prepare for this? Because really, we want to live long lives. We want to be healthy. We want to be fit and active and go out in the world and have that really great lifestyle. And in order to do that, we have to take care of our health and make sure that we're prepared financially for that. So we're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk about another area of healthcare and retirement that women especially need to plan for. So we'll see you back in just a moment to a wealthy life for her. It's an uncertain time, so create a level of certainty for your retirement. Allianz provides lifetime income that's guaranteed in any market. Long live retirement. Visit Allianz at longliveretirement.com. Annuities are issued and guaranteed by Allianz Life Insurance Company of North America. I believe that every woman is born to live her own personal dreams of a wealthy life. And I call the process of getting the dream out of your mind and into your reality, reinvention. I'm inviting you, the everyday woman, to make a decision to pursue your dreams. That's what I did. I uncovered the dreams that I was born to pursue and learned how to create those dreams with commitment and passion. I'll help you get your money in shape for your dream quest. Join my mailing list at reinventinghermoney.com. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. Miss a show on KKNW? Check out 1150kknw.com for podcasts of many of our programs. That's 1150kknw.com. And welcome back to A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Lieutenant. My guest, Amy Johnson, Vice President of Advanced Markets and Solutions at Allianz Insurance. She and I are talking about the preparing for the costs of healthcare in retirement. And I wanted to circle back to one area before the break that we were talking about, and that was, you know, how much a particular uh, healthy couple who lived out their life expectancy was might expect to pay for healthcare. And, and I wanted you to address inflation and cost of living adjustments when it comes to Social Security and Medicare. Okay, so I brought this up before. We had, we had already thrown these stats out, but I think it's really important to recognize the difference. So over the past 30 years, the Social Security cost of living adjustments have been 2.4%. Well, during that same 30-year period, Medicare Part B premiums have increased by 4.5%. So that means that there's the potential for your health care costs to increase, or at the very least, your premiums to increase at a more rapid rate than your income. And that's something that takes planning. And it's just so important to have some strategies to address them. Well, exactly. And of course, you know, most people know that to rely uh, in retirement primarily on uh, Social Security is probably not going to cover what you need. And that's what you're showing here in this statistic is that if Social Security cost of living and in fact, uh, you know, the, the increasing the payout 
has only been about 2.4%, then we know that we have to have other income sources. And that's what we can do when we're doing financial planning is to figure out where the other income sources are going to be. Now, you know, if if you've been working for a corporation that has a uh, defined benefit plan, then, you know, you might have some uh, retirement income from a company. And hopefully there's savings in a 401k plan that can also provide a distribution once you retire. And a lot of people, you know, who love their work, they're choosing to work even part time, you know, later and later in life. So we have to put together all of the income sources that we can project might be there when we get to that point, either when we decide we want to cut back on work or what I tell people is, you know, sometime you might have to have to stop working because of a healthcare situation. And maybe it's not even yours. It might be someone in your family that you uh, decide to take care of because of their healthcare situation. So, you know, I want to bring up this area of confusion that a lot of my clients and, and other women is, is whether long-term care is covered by Medicare. So if I were to become disabled or maybe I'd get a debilitating illness and I have to move out of my house into some sort of assisted living or even a nursing facility, tell us how these expenses are covered by Medicare, Medicare or that um, supplemental Medigap policy. Okay, so first, can I share just a little bit about how much this is going to cost? Yes, please. Oh, my goodness. I know, listeners, just hang in there, but it's important for you to understand and hear this number. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll absolutely address Teresa's question, too. Um, so according to longtermcare.gov, someone turning the age of 65 today has a 70% chance of needing some sort of long-term care services and support at some point in the remaining years. And I said 70%, seven zero. Mm. So, and, and not to say that everyone is going to need care in a nursing home, but just to give an example of what that would cost, the average annual nursing home cost in 2019 in the US was $102,204. That's for a private room for an entire year. And Medicare doesn't cover long-term costs, let me, long-term care costs. Let me share with you then and answer your question specifically about, so what does Medicare pay for? Under what circumstances will Medicare pay? Mm -hmm. So, um, because you might be thinking, well, I know Aunt Sally, when she fell and broke her hip, Medicare paid for that. Yeah, it's, it's, that could very well be the case. So I wanna share when Medicare does pay. Um, specifically though, I want to share with you when they don't pay. So Medicare does not pay for most long-term care services or personal care, such as help with bathing or supervision, often called custodial care, but Medicare may pay for skilled nursing care in a skilled nursing facility. So let me give you that example. So let's talk about Aunt Sally. She fell and broke her hip. She went into the hospitals. She had surgery and she had at least a three-day stay in the hospital. And it can't be just for observation. It has to be for something specific. In this case, she fell and broke her hip. She had um, surgery. 
Um, then at that point in time, within that hospital stay, she has to be admitted into that Medicare certified facility within 30 days of that stay. Then while she's there, she needs to be getting skilled nursing care, such as physical therapy, um, or in other instances, you know, occupational therapy, speech therapy, those types of things, like say someone had gone through a stroke or something like that. So you if you meet these conditions, then Medicare will pay for the cost up to 100 days. Um, for the first 20 days, Medicare will pay 100% of the cost. For days 21 through days 100, you pay all of your expenses up to $164.50. That was that um, as of 2017, my numbers are a, little, are a little outdated. Now it's just a little bit higher than that. Mm. And then Medicare pays the balance above and beyond that. And then you pay 100% of the costs for care beyond days 100. So say on Sally may have been able to benefit from staying in the skilled nursing facility a little while longer. They may give her the option to do that and to self-pay. But in most instances, they're going to um, have a conversation and say, on Sally, Medicare is not going to pay anymore. And we think you're probably going to be more comfortable and better off recovering at home from here on out. And it's, it's ultimately that much less expensive. You know, you could be receiving um, maybe some care at home or going to the doctor for that type of um, rehabilitative care. Um, but ultimately, Medicare will not pay for long-term care. Now, there's instances where they may pay for hospice or home health care and different things like that. Um, but there's, there's different qualifying things that need to take place. So it is really important to consider not only your needs now, but what they could look like into the future and what your plans are for that again, and what those costs could be in the long run. Well, uh, that was a really great um, example of what can happen. So, you know, the most important thing I want everybody to hear us saying is that you know, getting a little bit of knowledge now instead of waiting until you're in an emergency can really help you uh, manage these issues uh, better and know what is going to be uh, the least expensive for you. Because as it, what I was listening to you is, you know, how much time you're spending in different facilities makes a difference and how what kind of care you're uh, getting from those particular facilities, it, it makes a difference. So, you know, there's just, we're going to talk about resources here in just a minute, but I really encourage everyone to just, you know, take a deep breath and really realize this could happen. So I have a personal circumstance right now where um, my husband has been needing to have his knees replaced. So he put a break in his work schedule so he could begin his knee replacement uh, journey. And he had the first one replaced going along really well. And he tore one of the tendons that, you know, keep his kneecap in place when he was at physical therapy. So now he's in a cast for three months. Now, his aunt told him he, he needed to go to a skilled a nursing facility to rehab because she didn't want me to have to take care of him. But, you know, if I wasn't able to do that or if he was by himself, he would definitely have to do just that. And some of it may or may not be covered. So we don't we have to think that something could happen to us. We have to prepare for something that could happen and then hopefully it won't. 
So now let's look at some potential strategies that people might consider to help address these costs in healthcare. Because obviously, you know, Amy, we're not here to scare people, but we are here to tell them real facts and real numbers so that everybody can understand, okay, I've got to turn some attention to this. Yeah, and Teresa, I agree. We're here to educate and inform. And, you know, since your show is focused on women, I should share, you know, we as women, because we oftentimes live longer than men, we live with the results of a good financial strategy or the lack of one. So let's talk about exactly what you asked, how to mitigate some of those costs or how to, how to prepare. So one, you know, a personalized financial plan or strategy can really help you know where your income is coming from in retirement. So know what those sources of income are and are they like social security? Are they stable, dependable, reliable sources of income? Or could they vary because you're drawing that income from uh, an asset that's invested in the, in the stock market? for example. Um, The second thing that you would want to do is consider your goals and learn all you can about how annuities and other products might really meet your needs. And those could be needs like life insurance and making sure that you're covered um, for an unexpected death, or that could mean annuities providing guaranteed income for life stable, dependable, reliable income. I think we'd all like to see more of that. So another food for thought. Three is just estimating how much your healthcare might cost in your 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. And financial planners like Teresa can help you do the math, help you figure it out and help you unwind this difficult thing that you are looking at. Four, just learn how long-term care, learn about long-term care insurance. Consider consider adding long-term care to your financial plan before your 60s to keep premiums affordable. Or you can look at other solutions that might work if long-term care insurance is not the right fit for you. And five, maintain good health for as long as you can. That is something that can really help keep those expenses lower and keep your lifestyle that much better. Those are excellent um, strategies. And what I would add to that is um, you want to give yourself permission to actually have a plan. You know, uh, I talk a lot on this show and, you know, I've been meeting with women for (laughs) for several decades. And I will tell you that women generally, you know, do lack confidence when it comes to making some of the more challenging financial decisions like we're talking about. And so I just always say, you know, you deserve to have a plan based on your real life circumstances and your real life goals. You don't have to have a a million dollars to hire a financial plan because if you're living now on, you know, whatever income you're making, you're going to be in retirement at some point and you need to have a plan for that. So I just hope you're listening. (laughs) Give yourself permission to actually get your own personalized plan. And um, also you mentioned doing the math. I find that when I actually sit down with a new financial planning client and we discuss their current health, the health history of their family, what their life expectancy really is, 
And when we use the financial planning software, you know, the calculators that do all the projections, and we can estimate just how much that we need to include in a retirement budget in order to cover projected healthcare costs, I gotta tell you, women, they just relax. Because when they're able to see those numbers on paper, and then it becomes more of a reality instead of like something that's off in the future that you can't really, you know, put your arms around. And, and, and I think that uh, people in general, some people tend to avoid this whole conversation because the numbers just seem too big. They seem too uh, difficult to really grasp. But, you know, it's really not an impossible dream that you can have the money you need to experience it's a wonderful retirement lifestyle. And so, you know, what we want to do is help you increase the odds that you can actually be living uh, a comfortable or even wealthy life. And of course, I use that word wealthy, like I said at the beginning of the show. It's really about having it your way. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to be a, a multi multimillionaire. But it's important, no matter where you are on the spectrum of financial security, it's important to have a plan. And so, you know, if you don't have a plan or you have questions about projecting the cost of healthcare in your retirement, you can always just come and talk to me. I am here to answer questions. Uh, you can always just schedule a complimentary chat with me. It's really easy on my website, reinventinghermoney.com. You just click on start now and it takes you to this really amazing scheduler where you can decide, you know, I want to spend 20 minutes with Teresa and put it on your calendar and my calendar and we'll get on the phone and talk. So anything else, um, you know, before we go to some of the resources, anything you would say about you know, encouraging women to have their own plan, Amy? Well, as I mentioned before, women live with the results of a good financial strategy or the lack of one because of the fact that we take on or we live longer than men. And you hit the nail on the head about confidence. Women are usually less confident. So having those strategies, that education and that plan in place helps really a lot of women gain that confidence and feel that much more prepared for their financial futures. We, we may not all be millionaires, but you can have a plan and you can have the confidence and you can live in a way that's meaningful and good to you. And the more you know, and the more empowered you feel, the better you're going to feel at that point in time. And I can see that every time I work with the public and I go out and I work with advisors like Teresa and they have their clients in the room and we have these types of conversations, it's amazing the things their clients will say about their confidence and their preparedness for retirement and how good they feel compared to those that aren't working with an advisor. I'd encourage you to make that leap. I think you'll be grateful you did. Thank you, Amy. That's so true. You know, you usually do this presentation, you know, live. You do it in front of a group. And, you know, because of COVID, I, uh, we are not doing those things. So I'm really grateful that you joined us and shared this valuable, you know, information. And because it's on a podcast, we can refer back to it over and over. So if our listeners want to learn more, tell us about some of the resources that you know about that they can check out. Ooh, so one of my favorite resources is called the Medicare and You Guide. It's actually published by Medicare. So just um, easily just do an internet search and search Medicare and You, Y-O-U, 
um, and you'll come up with a guide and it's such a helpful resource. It's very well organized. And even the first, I think it's seven or eight pages is amazing. You know, that Medicare puzzle that we talked about earlier in the show, that can help unwind the whole thing. It makes so much more sense once you read those first few pages. And of course, just remember that Teresa made a great offer and she could be a really valuable resource to you as well. Don't overlook that opportunity to connect with her, ask her those questions, see if it makes sense for you to work together. And, you know, it definitely take that step towards taking control of your financial future. Oh, thank you so much. I really am grateful you were here with us today. So thanks again. And um, next week, our guest will be Natalie Boopsley. She's called the Badass Legal Babe. <laughs> and we're going to talk about how legal can help grow your bottom line as an entrepreneur. That ought to be a great conversation. So thank you for listening and being part of our Wealthy Life for Her mission. I know there's many shows and podcasts to listen and choose from, and I'm always grateful when you choose ours. So if you enjoyed yourself, please share the show with your friends and family and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. I want to thank Alexis Lieutenant Gregory, who composed our theme music, Eric, my producer, the support staff at Financial Advocates and everyone at KKNW 1150 AM. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube under Teresa, T-R-E-S-A, Lieutenant. Remember, financial independence is your birthright. And with the right education and empowerment and the right financial advice, you can overcome any financial challenge and create a wealthy life on your terms. See you next week. Navigating a path to increase your income is a critical part of women's pursuit of her own financial independence. Having a personalized financial plan gives a woman confidence that she knows where she is going and how to get there. We've all heard the saying, life is what happens when you are planning something else. Navigating life's changes is all a part of pursuing a wealthy life. Visit reinventinghermoney.com and click on Schedule to set up a time to chat. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. Teresa is founder of Reinventing Her Money and author of Reinventing Her, helping women plan, pursue, and capitalize on their next chapter. Available on Amazon. She is a certified financial planner and wealth advisor for professional women who aspire to a wealthy and financially independent life. Learn more at reinventinghermoney.com.